Most bankers aren't ready to help you until after their third cup of coffee. But with Central National Bank's after-hours service, you don't have to wait for the bank lobby to open to get help. You can contact us from 6 to 8.30 in the morning or from 5 to 10 in the evening, and we'll connect you to a real, live, local person who can answer questions and fix problems seven days a week. Bank different. Bank central. Central National Bank. Member FDIC. Welcome to the fee-for-service podcast brought to you by Kettenbach Dental. Kettenbach has a new product, Vesalis Semcor. It's a hydrophilic adhesive and a hydrophobic core buildup called Vesalis Semcor. It's a fantastic product. I'd be happy to say I use it. Visit Kettenbach Dental-US anywhere on the internet and reach out. They have great representatives all over the country and they work one-on-one with individual person to person. You'll love them. They're a great contact. Call and talk to Dan anytime. Tell him Sonny sent you and he'll jack up the price. No, just kidding. You'll get a great price and a great deal from a great company. Today's guest, Dr. Alessandro Bartoletti. He is a great young dentist. I still call him young who practices in Amish country. And he has a great perspective and outlook. He gonna talk about his associate agreement, his buying in to becoming a partner, and then his buying out to become a full owner and some of the things along the way. He's also gonna talk about his YouTube channel, which I'm sure you've seen bits and pieces all over, which is really growing and becoming a, a little pet pot project for himself. And he's having a lot of fun with it. He'll tell us some ins and outs and sit back, enjoy, and listen to the show. My name is Drew Burns, and I'm a part of a small group of dentists who believe something crazy. We believe that the standard of care is just not good enough. We demand the best of ourselves and the best for our patients. We believe that the best way, no, the only way to practice dentistry is on our own terms. If you ask the dental consultants or the corporate CEOs, they tell you that what we're doing isn't smart that fee-for-service dentistry is dead, and that the golden age of dentistry is over. Yet, while others focus on profits first, we focus on the patient first. And yet, our offices are some of the most profitable in the entire country because we invest in ourselves and we are doing things right. It's our name on the door, and it's our reputation on the line. My name is Drew Burns, and I am a fee-for-service dentist. This is the Fee-for-Service Dentist Podcast, these are our stories. Welcome to the Feet for Service podcast. Today, just like putting on a pair of old, comfortable shoes, we're going to talk to an old friend, Dr. Alessandro, who that's what he uses on his YouTube is Dr. Alessandro. So uh, welcome, Dr. Alessandro Bertoletti. Right? Say that right? Or I got it wrong? Uh, Bertoletti. Bartoletti. That's okay. Bartoletti. B-A-R. Bartoletti. Not Bertoletti. Okay. So... All right, we are going to talk to Dr. Alessandro Bartoletti and his background, just to give you a brief, if you didn't remember our last podcast with him, he's a 2003 graduate of Temple Dental School. He did the Navy. He did various associateships, let's call them as best as we can, various ones. Then he went teaching full-time, and then he went into private practice as an associate, buying in as a partner, and now as an owner. So we're going to get some updates on how that whole thing went down. So first, let's welcome him. 
Alessandro, how you doing, brother? Hey, I'm well, thanks. Thanks for having me on the show. Appreciate it. Oh, always a pleasure. Always a pleasure. I see your videos all the time. Thank you. I see your comments on different Facebook groups. And yeah. Usually it's an answer like, hey, check out this video. You know, you covered it. Do you take a lot of that information from these, these posts and, and that creates the... Uh, so you know, content, content for my videos and for my channel can come from a whole variety of sources. Um, it doesn't necessarily just have to be posts that I see in different Facebook groups. Um, I actually, before I started building the channel, as it were, I sat down in, in a room with a book and just started writing ideas down. So I was writing idea after idea after idea. I probably had a good like 90 to 100 different ideas uh, just from the get-go. And then things have added on naturally as time has gone on. People have brought different issues or topics up. And I would think, hey, that could be made into a video. That sounds like it could be something interesting that people could enjoy or discuss. Uh, and so it's kind of gone from there. Do you use it at all for training of your team? No, not particularly. I mean, my team right. is aware of it, and, and some of them watch my videos and some don't. It depends on the person. Some, I, I, I'm in an area where, you know, technology is semi, I'm not going to say frowned upon, but can, could be potentially ignored uh, conveniently. Uh, so, so some of them enjoy watching my videos and, and some uh, just don't watch them at all. They just do their thing and, and that's fine. To refresh our listeners, Dr. Bartoletti practices in the middle of Amish country. I do. So when he says technology and he was searching for the right word, um, may not be integrated into everyone's life. No. He means it, right? How many yes, times you, you, you have people that in horse and buggy that pull up to your practice, right? We do. Yeah. And do you have we the do, special actually. parking? Do you have the special parking? We area? do. We, have, we actually we have two hitching posts. So, yeah, we, we have the hitching posts. Uh, it's not the only practice I've been to, by the way, that had hitching posts. Uh, one in very southern Lancaster County, close to the border with Maryland and with Delaware as well also had hitching posts because there was an Amish community there too. Well, listen, man, that's a selling point, right? Hey, listen, it come is. on in. We got a, we got a place for you to have. park. Yeah. It's right? like and, a handicapped um, parking space. Yeah, we've got that and we've got the horse and buggy spot. Yeah. So, now, uh, the interesting thing is that um, it, they, I'd have to say that not, not ev they're not here every day, but at least once a week, we do have a horse and buggy at our practice. I love it. Now we're going to talk a little bit about your video channel and, and, yeah. and we're going to get into a little bit of the Genesis, which you already hit on. Right. Uh, and then we're going to talk a little bit about the progress. And I want to talk about your transgression into ownership. Would that be the right word? Transgression? I guess transition, maybe. Um, transition. Transgression yes. is a negative. Transition, transition is very like, positive. I don't know if that's a good thing. Now. <laughs> we, we don't want any transgressions. We don't want any no, congressional no, no transgressions. Transitions <laughs> no are congressional good. hearings. Yeah. No, like, let's talk about your transgressions, Dr. Bartolotti. Yeah. That's, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's what happens when we're not the brightest guy hosts a podcast. So let's, <laughs> let's get into it. So let's talk about the, the, the videos, first of all. Sure. So, you started out and you had to say, what was the genesis of the idea? What, what, what told you, hey, listen, man, start doing videos. The future of fee-for-service dentistry is based in membership patients. If you need help starting your membership plan, 
or if your plan is too big for your team to manage, visit dentalmembershipdirect.com to set up your free membership growth solution demo with our team. Well, actually, um, the I thought about doing podcasts, oddly enough, back in 2018. And I'd gotten a, a microphone for the dedicated thing, and I was there, I'm going to assemble these, and I'm going to get topics to discuss. Slowly but surely, I'll, I'll assemble like a, a room to become a studio and, and all that. But early 2020 rolls around and right, right at the beginning, mm-hmm. literally. Uh, and I was still off on our, you know, our holiday vacation uh, where our practice closes from right before Christmas until right after new year's. And my buddy in California who I've known since we were 10 says, Hey, why don't you make a YouTube channel? So this is January of 2020. I'm like, you know, you know, maybe that's an easier idea than a podcast because if you're willing to do the, the technical editing side, I certainly could come up with a whole bunch of talks. And he's like, yeah, I can do that. So, uh, well, that's great. Now the only trouble is how do we find the time? Well, of course, it's January of 2020. March rolls around. Everything <laughs> shuts down. It's like, hey, we've got the time. How convenient is this? Uh, so then we say, he said, hey, go, go get a tripod. Uh, and then I'll, I'll show you about where to position yourself. Just do, do a couple of random shoots and I'll tell you if you're too close or too far. And, and then we'll go from there. Now you shoot them on your phone, on your phone, on your phone. Yep. iPhone. Now it's, it has to be set to at least 4k. Um, and that takes up a, a pretty big chunk of memory every time. So you have to have enough memory for your iPhone. You have to have it set to 4K. Otherwise, I mean, yeah, you'll get video, but the quality might be grainy or not so super. Uh, so, yeah, you, you have to make the set, the, the appropriate adjustments to the settings. So what do you send them with? We transfer over to him. How do you get them to him? So I send them uh, via actually Google. Uh, so Google Drop. So you have to have you have to Google be on drop, Wi-Fi, like a drop or, box? sort of, yeah. And so you 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 have to be either on Wi-Fi. It works with five G as well. If you're in a in a major metropolitan area with kind of higher frequency or higher data capacity, it'll work that that way too. But Wi-Fi, otherwise, it's not going to go through. Okay, so it yep. goes through that way. So you send it to him, and then what do you do? You yep. got to get it off of your phone, I would assume. Well, what I do, I wait until the video is actually published and then I delete it from my phone. Yeah. Yeah. You know, how many, what do you got? 132 on your phone? What do you got in your phone? Uh, right now, if I had to guess the counts at about a hundred, but as soon as he puts one live, I just remove it. Or, you know, especially the ones that take multiple take, like there are a couple of videos that take multiple and one that's going to come out, takes a couple of different takes, um, to get everything together. That's actually great because then I can knock like two or three videos off my phone. There you go. Okay. So you, you, you went in a room, like you said, with a book and you started writing yeah. down topics. Yeah. 90 yeah. to hundred. Have you done all those? Um, I've done most. I know there's some that either will require an interview with somebody like a specialist. I haven't gotten to that yet. Um, other ideas will roll around and they then all of a sudden to their, their hot button topics that take priority. So some have kind of gone by the wayside. Some it's like, mm, should I really do a video on this or not? I still, sometimes I'm still debating it. Uh, it's been a while since I've looked at my idea page. 
So I'll have to actually revisit that to see what's left there and what can be done. So you just film it on your phone in a, yes. in, a, in the regular format. You don't film it on like, if you go YouTube live and film it and then, you know, record it, no. then you could, yeah. then you could edit it because if you make it private, nobody really sees it. Right. Correct. That's why I, I make it private. I send it to my buddy out in California uh, and then he does all the editing and changes and then publishes. But you don't do it through the YouTube. You do it through your, just your regular phone, right? You don't say, you don't, you're not recording on YouTube. You're just recording it on a regular video Correct. file. Correct. Yep. Okay. What's your, what's your time limit in your head? I try to condense everything to keep it as short as possible. Uh, unfortunately, our attention spans, generally speaking, are not very long. Uh, I discovered yeah, mine's that. A, mine's, mine's the memory of a gnat. <laughs> so what I discovered is that, like in the first, say, half to two-thirds of my channel, the average view time was about a minute and a half. So I looked at that and said, okay, that's roughly the time I have. I'm going to try to condense things as best possible to keep it within a reasonable distance of that. I discovered that after a while, actually, uh, time has gone up to about one minute and I think 48 seconds. So people have been staying tuned in longer, uh, whether it's because my stuff's more interesting or whether they forget to turn it off. I don't know. Uh, but, but yeah, it's, it's actually gotten, on average, uh, it's increased by about 17 to 18 seconds, which is interesting. I, have, I didn't think that would be the case. Who's your audience? That actually varies too. Uh, in the first half of the channel, my buddy said, Hey, I want you to realize we need to get it to like a different demographic than just what you got. And I said, Oh, you, you mean the fact that the current demographic is males ages 35 to 44 being over 90% of viewership. He's like, yeah, like, look, those are the people that are subscribed or have like Google usernames that happen to show up. I, I can tell you there are a lot of females watching my show, but they're not, they're not members of Google or, or not subscribed or not like logged in. That's why they're not showing in the demographic pool because it, it, I can tell you that that's not an accurate representation of my, of my viewership. I, I can say that the last I checked, it's, all, it's a whole wide range. The bulk is still male. Uh, but I think a third is female, according to Google. Now, again, lots of people who are female are watching my videos, but they're not logged in. So they don't show up in the demographic pool that I get. Now, wait, Google or YouTube? Who, who, who's getting you the statistics of who's watching? Well, Google and YouTube are one and the same. So, you know, being the same overall company, like, I guess they, they merge. So if you're logged into your Gmail and you're watching a YouTube video, right, 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 it'll right, show yeah. up. Right. Yeah. Cause if you, if you go on and you, you, you sign on YouTube or you sign on, you know, a Gmail account somewhere, it'll right. send a password to your YouTube. Correct. On your phone. And so, yeah. yeah. And if you're watching YouTube while you're logged in on your email, on your computer, then that's, that's who shows up in the demographic as watching the video. So you got, you're, you're in bed with big brother. I think that's what's happening, man. You got well, artificial I mean, intelligence. <laughs> they're giving me information. Now I've seen that a lot of, I briefly checked to see like where in the world people are watching. Of course, you know, United States is a lot, uh, some Canadian, and then you get some like random, like some Vietnam. I have some people from Iraq watching my channel. 
Um, I've had some people from Russia watching my channel. Uh, so like, all over the world, people are tuning into my channel. Now, let me ask you this. Does it tell yeah. you, okay, this, this viewer watched this video and then they watch these other ones? Does it give you that kind of, that kind of depth? I haven't, I haven't dug into that quite that deeply. I just have looked to see like, oh, that's cool. Like different people from different parts of the world are watching my show. Uh, I'm not sure if they can, I'm not sure if they can divvy that information up that deeply. Uh, I'll, I'll just keep on digging one day. If I can find the time to do it, I'll, I'll dig into that and see if I can find out. Well, think about it. like you watch a video and then they say, Oh, more like that. Right. And then you right. know, whether it's Netflix or whatever, like, and then they, then they just, they, they, it's, it's, they know who you are. And then they throw that stuff in front of you. Like when my mother comes over to the house, she loves blood and guts, kill movies, right? Like more people get shot, the better. <laughs> so we'll put on some movie on Netflix. So Netflix thinks I'm probably a psychotic <laughs> maniac. So it'll say That's like, funny. watch this, watch that. I'm like, yeah, Oh yeah. Right. My mom's not here right now. So it'll suggest all the violent stuff. That's fantastic. <laughs> yeah. You know, well, people also like, like this, you know, like, yes. well, I, I, I well, righteous kill. I don't, I don't need all these movies right now. So well, YouTube actually does. I think that there, to a certain degree that does that too. Like if you yeah, watch this, you might, you might like, and, and it'll fill stuff in. It's like the old, the old TiVo, right? TiVo knows my likes and dislikes. Right. And yes, exactly. Funny, you know. I remember that. Artificial wow. intelligence, man. That's the, yeah. that's the name of the game these days. So what was your overall goal and plan with doing the YouTube? Channel? You know, it, it was, it kind of began as an experiment. Hey, let's see how well it can do. Let's see what it can do. Um, you know, and partway through it, it's like, well, okay, we're doing this. Um, I can still tell you that I think it was either June 6th or June 7th of the year 2020. I had my lowest viewership ever. One person watched the channel that day. One, one video was watched and that was it. And so I was looking at that. We were just getting back into the swing of, you know, returning or preparing to return to practice openings or returning. So I wasn't really producing many videos. I wasn't, dedicating energy or time to the channel. And I was like, all right, well, I'll give this another six to eight months. And if it, if I'm still getting like one or two views a day or three views or something like pretty lame like that, I'm just going to say, let's scrap this experiment and, and just forget it and, and let it be done. Um, but then, you know, we did the video on the Amish dentistry and that got hundreds and hundreds of views really quickly. And I'm like, all right, we got some life here. Let's see what else we can do. Uh, I started kind of rearranging things to produce more videos and dedicate more time. And then my buddy said, look, I mean, if we get a couple more videos like the Amish one, where a whole bunch of hundreds of people showed up in a, in a really quick amount of time, you might even be able to kick up, kick up a con- continuous following. And then, you know, from there, maybe you might make it to monetization you just have to keep on plugging away. And sure enough, uh, we did. But your intention initially was to do what? Make educational videos just for your patients or talk, what? Talk with people about dentistry. I mean, and if they had questions, hey, what is this? What is this procedure? What is this thing? What is the dentist doing? You know, what is this material that you're using? Um, you know, what can I expect from this procedure or from you know, different parts of 
dentistry. Yeah, my goal was largely patient education. Um, and then maybe it became like, well, what about dental students? Maybe they'd be interested in finding more stuff out that rather than just the stuff they're being taught in dental school, maybe they, they could benefit from this type of information that I could show them. Uh, so it became kind of like a general education uh, question answer maybe. And then from there, uh, it, it started hitting upon, you could say social topics in dentistry, uh, in practice. And, and you know, so it kind of morphed into a general open topic type of thing in dentistry. Have you ever had it like a two person interactive type of video? Well, we did a couple of those. Uh, there was one with Andrea Smith uh, where she and I discussed, uh, well, what is a prosthodontist? And what is a maxillofacial prosthodontist? Uh, so I have had that. Uh, I'm going to, I'm planning on doing one with a periodontist soon. Uh, so I'll be, you know, I'd like to do it sometime. Again, just coordinating schedules and she's out near Philadelphia and I'm here. And so that can be a little bit tricky. Uh, I'd like to do it in person rather than doing it in, in the, uh, the Zoom format. I did the in-person one with the dental assistant for the basics of, hey, you know, what's a dental assistant? Uh, and that was with a, a dental assistant I'd worked with, you know, chairside uh, for over three years. Uh, someone who I'd worked extremely well with, who did a super duper job. Um, and so, yeah, I mean, I did some in-person stuff. I'd like to do more. At what point does it become a monetary thing for you? You know, I'll tell you what, right now, if I'll, I'll be completely open and transparent. I, I make from two to $4 a day on average. So okay. is it going to make me buckets of money? Probably not. Get a cup uh, of coffee once a week, man. That's pretty good. Yeah. Hey, that's great. Or, you know, I might be able to get a gallon of gas in a day, uh, <laughs> depending on how pricey it is. Depending <laughs> on a lot of things. Yeah. Right. So, so, and that comes from, that comes from where the ad revenue that they select, like you, you haven't got sponsors, you haven't got people that, no. that you've attached to it, right? They just no. put it on and there's a five second commercial for progressive insurance or well, whatever. There, there are shorter commercials and there then are longer commercials. Now I haven't exactly figured out if the, the more people watch the ads. So say they click on my video and there's an ad that runs for a minute and 30 seconds, but you can skip it after five. I don't know if people that are not skipping it are if it runs the whole time, will I end up making more or is it all the same? And I don't know the answer to that. Um, they won't tell I, mean, I mean, maybe I could ask, maybe I could look it up. I haven't figured that out yet. I've been kind of pseudo experimenting where if I click on my own video and an ad comes up and if it lasts for like, if it's like a three minute ad or something like that, it, I've been playing it the whole time. And it looks like there might be a correlation to amount of playtime of ad versus money made. There might be, but I don't, I don't know for sure. I don't know the answer to that. Do you deal with a salesperson or a person at all? Or is this all just, it's all computer, nope. right? Yeah. 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 That's just, there's just, you lost a human touch on some of this. So, yeah. so again, so you, your plan was really just to make some informative educational videos. Um, Correct. What's, what's, what are the, what are the tipping points? At what point do you hit? Okay. Now add start. Cause I know that we have a consent videos in our office for extractions yeah. and for other things. 
Right. And once you've run the video X number of times, now there's a little commercial they throw in there. We're not um, getting any money for it, but it's thrown in there and right. it's on our office channel, you know? Okay. So what, your, what, what your, are those numbers? Your, your office YouTube channel? Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, the point to where at, at a certain point you will monetize, but you need 1,000 subscribers and you subscribers. need subscribe. So what, wait, it's two things. It's 1,000 subscribers and, and not an or, it's an and. 4,000 hours of video watched. So people have to tune into your channel for 4,000 hours in addition to you having 1,000 subscribers. At that point, YouTube will tell you, hey, congratulations, you have now, you have now, you're now eligible to monetize, which then they start sending you other information that you have to fill out, including a very exhaustive uh, verification of your identity. Uh, and then once you go through that kind of, uh, well, the, the, those hoops, you know, that gauntlet, once they verified everything, verified your bank account to boot, then they say, okay, now you're monetizing, you're making money. That's when they put the chip in your tooth to track everything yeah, you do, right? Yeah, that too. Oh, by yeah, okay. the way, we're going to put that resin in and there's this little piece of metal. Don't forget, forget about it. Don't ignore it, <laughs> but it's there. You may have some explaining to do at the airport, but that's another story. <laughs> so, so the, the video thing's working out great. Do you, do you have, I mean, obviously you have plans to continue. What, what do you see for the future for it? So, I mean, I'm going to continue to produce videos about different topics um, you know, I will do, I've done some product review videos. I will do, I've got one in the works, uh, for whitening product. Um, I already did the preliminary and I'm kind of actually going through the whitening trial as we speak. Uh, and once I get to the end point, I will, uh, shoot a video, which will show both how to apply the material because I'm applying it to myself and also, uh, what the results are. And so once we do that, then I'll, of course, I'll release the series, the one, the two part series. Uh, and, and yeah, and from there, it's just a whole bunch, again, a whole bunch of hodgepodge. If I see a topic on a Facebook group that people are talking about, I can make a video about it. Um, there's going to be a video that will be actually kind of tangentially related or maybe branching off of a TikTok video that my friend uh, who's the editor saw. And um, so that's going to be published as well. And it has to do with social media, which is a very important topic. Uh, you know, what we as practitioners or maybe even just everybody in the, in the dental profession uh, should be paying attention to with social media. So now you're Italian Catholic, are you? I am. Okay. So you, you know all about the, the, you know, the confessional and everything else. So <laughs> yeah, yes, since, since, since you've been full transparent right now, now I am. <laughs> I am. Yes, father. I am. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I was going to, I'm sorry. I'm going to let it go. I'm gonna, I was going to make a little joke there. Sorry. Um, 50 Hail Marys. <laughs> okay. With that in mind, the Italian Catholic and the confessional yeah. guilt. Now, true disclosure. Yeah. Have you been totally compliant in your bleaching? Have I been compliant? In this case, I have. I've been okay. compliant, um, <laughs> compliant with the instructions on the package. So I have been. Now, 
there is no mention about discontinuing coffee consumption. In that, I've been much better than average. So I have cut down on my coffee consumption to try to see, hey, I, 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 I can't stop drinking coffee. I love it so much. But to be honest, I have cut down enough that it should make a difference. Whatever the product is, it should be effective because I guzzle it so many times a day otherwise. But it's like, you know, I've limited the time and frequency. So if it is an effective product, it should work. All right. We're going to switch gears now. Let's talk private right. practice. Yeah. With the practice that you're in, just give yeah. us a description when you started. You went in as an associate, correct? Yeah. I, I joined as an associate one day a week because I was still teaching full-time at Temple University. Um, okay. So I, I was one day a week. But uh, the intent was always basically almost from the get-go, as long as we got along, which we got along very well uh, right from the beginning for me to become a partner. Uh, so in uh, March of 2015, I did indeed become a partner. Uh, what did and- you do? When did you evaluate the practice? Like I was just talking sure. with Dr. David Yang and we talked about yeah. this. One of the things yes. he did was he had established his buy-in portion yes. when he started based on the numbers when he started Talk about how you establish that, if you don't mind, and share whatever numbers you're comfortable with. So, well, the numbers were a long time ago. So I don't remember the exact numbers in this case. But I can tell you that we went through Henry Schein's program with Tom Snyder when he was there. Now, Tom Snyder has since retired. uh, But he basically had a very, you could say, a meticulous and detailed system by which he evaluated the practice uh, and then provided a number based upon the numbers that he had uh, as to the practice worth, and then as to what a 50% buy-in would cost. Uh, so we went through that, we went through the valuation with Tom Snyder, and then came to an agreement as to the numbers. You know, attorneys got together, drew up a contract, and, and then um, with everybody signing and everybody happy with that, uh, I became a partner. So let me ask you, now I, I'm just going to throw some, some mythical numbers out there. So if the sure. practice was at 600, you yeah. join it and their value, let's say they valued it at 600 yeah. and the practice was, let's say the practice was valued at six and was grossing six. Let's just keep it simple. Okay. And then your, your, your price was 300 to buy in. Right. Okay. Then as you're working the practice, I would one, assume that the 600 became 700, became 800, became not, you know, et cetera. Did did you see that? Prices went up. Yeah. No, no, not the price for you to purchase, but the value of the practice went up because you're now injecting value. Correct. The value of the practice did indeed climb. Uh, It should. Right. But you're you're not paying for that Delta. You're paying for what it was when you started. Is that fair? Correct. You know, when, when I bought in the 50%, my first 50% was at that original value. Gotcha. Correct. When did you evaluate? So, so how long did it take you to buy in? And then did you structure it in such a way that there was some before tax money after tax? How did you structure your buy-in? So um, I did make a, you could call it a down payment. Mm-hmm. Uh, yep. And then yep. from there, you know, from there, uh, it was basically I had to get a loan, of course, you know, from from one bank or another. In this case, it was Wells Fargo. 
so I secured a loan and then you know purchased purchased the half of the practice, but then was paying off the loan to Wells Fargo. So you bought it all with after-tax money. Correct. Wow. Okay. So, and you now and again, you continued to receive. Like, for example, one, one thought is, and I've, I've heard of people doing this, is let's say you're making 35% of your collections. Oh, right. And you say, I'll take 25% of my collections and we're going to keep the 10% is going to go to you. Right. And that's going to, I'm going to get full credit for that. Right. So that's like no, a before, you know, you didn't I know do what you mean. Yeah, we didn't do it that way, but I do know what you mean. And I've seen things structured that way as well. Yeah. So okay. We just didn't happen to follow that path. Um, what was what was your time frame for your buy-in, if you don't mind? The five years? So, I mean, I, I just, I, I bought into the practice. Um, let's see, that would have been uh, less than two years after I started. Um, but so but when did you finish your, your payment for it, is what I'm saying? Well, see, I did. And that's the thing. I was still paying the loan when the second half time frame came up. That, and, and even then... With COVID, I was supposed to buy the practice in April of 2020, the, the full practice in April of 2020. Of gotcha. course, everything was out the window then. So right, right, right. all sorts of monkey wrenches were thrown into the process. Um, and so it became kind of an, an interesting type of transition. So you're buying the 50%. And when did, when did that trigger? That was in 2015, you said? So 2015 was the buy-in time. Right. That's what so it's 2015, you gave him a check and then you gave him a check from the bank. So you're 50% partner on that date, correct? Correct. You got it. But now, now I'm 50% how did, the, how did your, yeah, go ahead. But I'm paying the loan to the bank. So I got um, you. Right. How, how, how did that affect your income? Like as, as a part, because if you're buying into something, yeah, you would think that you're not really getting 35% of your of your gross collections anymore, you're going to have a little bit more because you're going to share yes, in maybe correct. some hygiene revenue. Correct. What did you it see happen to your? So to yeah, your my my, pay, my paycheck went up. I mean, my pay. You know, we we were relatively busy, and my paycheck went up. Uh, so so yeah, I mean, I'd have to say that um, you know things got better financially, and that you know my paycheck did go up. Uh, but you still had to pay your note. Yeah, I mean, so paycheck went up, but now I had a loan. Right. Uh, so, so it's great that I had more money, but most of that ended up squirreled away into the loan. So it's gotcha. like, okay, well, you know, I'm, I'm paying for something that I know is, let's call it a a positive debt. Um, I mean, there's just there's constructive debt and there's destructive debt. Um, you know, a car is basically destructive debt because it's value is going to go down the moment you drive it off a lot. Um, but a practice is constructive debt. That is, you are paying off something that is potent, likely, potentially going to make you money. Okay. Now, 2015, you become the 50% and your plan was in five years to become Correct. 100% owner. Correct. Was, his, was his plan to transition out and he becomes your associate or what happened? Yes. What was the plan then? Yes. He would, he would sell his, his remaining portion and remain as an associate. Was there a time frame for him or was it open? That was open. There was no time frame for him to retire. Uh, everything was open on that end. And I wanted it to be that way because he had been in the area for 40 years. And so, uh, yeah. you know, 
you know, for him to be around to me was perfectly okay. Well, after, you know, after five, well, you, you've been in the practice now seven years, right? So at that point, well, actually at this point, I'm, I'm getting close to nine. I'm no longer the new guy, sort of. Well, no, in 2020, I'm saying, but right. Oh, Cause, yeah, cause you were two years, five, started five, your right. buy-in. Yeah. yeah. So at that point you've dated for quite a long time. So you have a pretty good familiarity, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah. My, my next question is, so now in, what did you use as valuation for the other 50%? Did that, so, did, did you, when, when did you trigger did. that point? So we, in February of 2020, we had a practice consultant come and not just to help us as a practice to maybe take it to the next level, but also to evaluate the practice in that sense, to provide the valuation for the second half. Gotcha. Uh, so that's when we did it. Of course, just as she did that, everything went to the, the place in the handbasket. And, um, and so uh, then it became a little, everything became a little bit trickier from, you know, moving the ball along um, one bank, uh, the bank that I was using prior, you know, Wells Fargo became a little bit squirrely because, well, it's like, now you guys don't have cash flow. It's like, well, yeah, no kidding. We were closed. Of course, we're not going to have much cash flow. Uh, so they kind of got cold feet because of the no cash flow issue. So like, all right, well. Uh, but, but, but you're traffic. paying them and you, you're establishing a phenomenal credit deal with them for five years. I would assume. I they know that. Yeah, I know that. You know that they're actually my personal bank, too. It's like, hey, guys, look, you can see my accounts, you know, in it. Sure, there's been a cash flow crunch because nobody was coming into the office for three months, but now we're open and our schedule's full. Your office does all your banking at that bank? No, Is that well, what you're saying? I did I do my personal banking with them. Gotcha. My office uses a local bank, but gotcha. they can still see our account. They can see my personal accounts. They can still see right. I'm earning money. And so it's not like I'm I'm sitting there and I've got ten dollars coming in every two weeks or something like that. Uh, so I, I argued with them. I'm like, Hey guys, you know, we have cash flow. I don't know what your issue is, but like, well, we don't know. And so they kind of cut the deal off. And at that point, you know, again, I'm being fully transparent. I said, all right, that's fine. Uh, I'm going to go shop around to see if anybody else can give me a deal. And, um, you know, these awesome folks at TD bank came around and, and, uh, and I talked with them and, and they said, oh, well, we see that you guys are busy. Your schedule's full. Like, yeah, we are. Like, okay, so why don't we make a deal? And we did. I always recommend have two banks. Always yeah. have relationships with two banks. Yeah. Never, never. And because when I started, I remember when I first had, had a, a major financing of purchase of a practice and my, my very first one, I went to two banks. One was being sold at the time. And the other one was long established as a local bank, you know? Right. And I, I, I got cold feet at the one that, that was um, being sold because I had offers from both. And right. the one bank that was being sold, the guy was great. He gave me a letter of intent right then and there, which I used to purchase the practice. Okay. The other bank was squirrely about it, but I went with them. Then as I was, you know, working with them, I kept asking them, can I do better on my payment, my, my interest rate, whatever? No, no, we don't negotiate that stuff, blah, blah, blah. Well, then this other bank came and 
And I basically said, just give me your best offer. I don't want to you know, jerk around here. And right. they came in and their rate was prime. So I was like, okay, no prepayment penalties and it's prime? No brainer. I'll switch right. everything. Do I right. have to move all my business accounts? They said, no, we would like you to, but you don't have to. Right. Well, I yes. did eventually, you know, and, and now I, I do a lot of my banking with them, but yeah, I, I do a lot of, if I have to borrow money, I'll talk to them, but I'll also talk to another bank another who bank. I have a good relationship yep. with there. And yep. it's always good to know. And now they have a thing or they, 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 we don't want prime it's prime plus one. I'm like, listen, I've always got prime. I really don't want to negotiate this anymore. You know, yeah. and, and for the most part, I end up having to go up the ladder a little bit to, to a little higher up. All right. Well, yeah. we don't do this. You know, I know you but don't you do get this. It. Right. You just don't say, you just don't take, you don't take their first answer. It's like, you don't take the first offer, you know? Right. Correct. So, so let's talk a little bit more now. So you have, uh, at what point then did you, well, can you just give me an idea, the Delta between what the value was when you first bought it to now what it was with now you're fully functioning as a, as an equal partner had to go so, up, did it go up 50%, 20%. Um, if I'm, let's see, rough estimate is probably about 25%. Yeah. I would, I would think, cause now it's a two doctor practice. Yes. So it went you up know? about 25%. Yeah. So you're, and you're kicking in, you know, you're kicking in, you know, blood, sweat and tears too. So, so yeah. I mean, that's fair and it makes sense. And then he used to live by the same contract that you live by and that's only fair Correct. as well. You know, now, in, interestingly enough, um, I did make an, an amendment to the final purchase of the practice and again, being completely transparent because the way it was structured uh, under the partnership contract, when I was supposed to buy the second half, um, it actually was going to be extremely disadvantageous to him because the purchase price would have been a low multiple of his salary from the year before uh, the purchase, from, from 2019 to 2020. So, it would have been a not so great multiple, which would have ended up basically to a certain extent, screwing him over. Well, so, let me ask you this. He's yeah. not taking it as income. He's taking it as a capital's gains. Correct. So it's a whole but, different, it's a whole different taxable situation. If, he, if you're net, giving it to him in pay, you know, like right. if you say, listen, I'm, I'm going to increase your pay a hundred thousand a year to cover this. Right. Okay, great but I'm paying way more taxes on that than if you give him a, again, right. give him a check. But it would, have, it would have been so nasty that I would have, I just said, I looked at the number and because of the fact that we were closed three months for pandemic. Uh, I just said, look, I, I did the math and this doesn't make sense for you. So we re, we reworked it. So it would be more fair for him. Okay. So it would have affected him and then he would have gotten less money or it would have been yes. a higher tax consequence. A lot, a, a lot less money. So you argued to pay him more money. Well, I mean, again, to be fair, because I, I'm, I'm, I'm just at saying this, that, yeah. I mean, that's a yeah. true statement. I mean, I mean, it's, it I, goes to who you are. You have integrity I, to the core and I, I admire that's you. For that. I don't, I don't want to screw people over. And I look at that mm. and like, if I were if I were a jerk and just went by the letter of the contract and just didn't care, just said, oh, this is how it's written, this is how it's going to be done, 
yeah, he would have been out a lot of money. And I'm like, you know, I can't do that to somebody who's been generous with me, um, you know, in bringing me on and then in really basically selling me a gem of a practice. I can't do that to somebody who's done so much good by me. Now you That's both, you each had your own lawyer, correct? Like you can't use the same yeah. lawyer, right? No, we, we, we each had our own. Did your lawyer say anything to you? Like, Hey buddy, I'm supposed to represent you. This is a bad move. No, no. I mean, he, it's for it's, you. Cause you're driving just, the bus. He, you're driving my, the bus. My attorney is also, also a pretty straightforward guy. I mean, he was, he wasn't in the Navy himself, but he was the son of a Navy officer, a pilot. So he was like, look, okay. I mean, I see these numbers. I see what you mean. Uh, and yeah, I mean, if you do it by how it's written, you, you'd be in a great driver's seat. But I mean, it also kind of screws him over. So yeah, okay, make it, make it fair. It's your decision. Make it fair. Uh, if that's what you want to do, you go ahead and do that. We'll work with it. So it worked. I'm 100% yeah. of the belief that you have to be authentic and real every minute yeah. of every day. And yeah. if you didn't, you wouldn't live with yourself. You wouldn't be able to sleep. You would feel awful. Yeah. And I get it. Yeah. You know, because you, you could read. It would, have felt, it would have felt sleazy. It would have. Right. Yeah. Like I, I get it. You know, I, I, I'm a hundred percent on, on your team. You know, I get it. And it's funny because if you see these posts and a lot of the comments and things that come up on different Facebook chatters, that would have been like, what are you crazy? You got to do this. You yes. got to do that. Yeah. I'm you, sure you I would have seen a number of comments on that. Why did you do it that way? You right. could have saved yourself so much money. Yeah. yeah. I mean, sure it just, I have, but... it's so funny, like in talking with different people from different walks of life that are dentists, it's truly amazing. It's, it's, it's comes down to, it always comes down to strip off everything. It's who's at that core, who, who is that person? And that's what comes through. And, right. you know, I mean, it's, it's, we, we've been getting approached and we've talked to a lot of different entities about things. And it's like, why, why do we need to do anything, you know, other than kind of the path that we're on, you know, right. we're doing yep. fine. Our docs are doing well. Our team is doing well. We have a, a good reputation in the community. We yeah. don't need to be, yeah. we don't need to be that, or we don't need to be what you say we should be. Right. I mean, we're fine with it. You know, it, it, just like here, you know, I don't need to be pushy with my, with my treatment planning and I don't. And I, and I, I just, because if I'm pushy, I know people will just leave. So, you know, you give everybody the choices that they have, you know, and if they want to do something, they will. If they don't, they'll sit on it or, you know, but that's just how it is. Well, you've been there in that community now, you said nine years. Yep. So if people don't know who you are and what would be written on your tombstone, then you failed, right? So they, they know who you are and they know what they're going to get. And that's why they're coming right. to see you. Yep. So a cu couple more, a couple more bits on, on the practice. Yeah. What did you find in, in the transition? Cause I, I will say one thing in terms of your pay, I think you were very generous with the payment of the capital gains portion, as opposed to making an income there, there could have been a little shared burden there, you know, right. Right. because in the end, Uncle Sam, right? You want to be fair, but they got their hands yep. in your pocket enough. So, so, yeah. 
So let, let me ask you now, um, in, in the transition portion of it, yeah. has anything in your team's eyes changed in terms so, of how the offices run? So here's, here's the update. Now, um, so what happened basically was this. Uh, I purchased the practice in September of last year. So September 1st of last year, I purchased the, the rest of the practice. So it took that long. It took from April 2020 to September 2021 to get that squirrely. Yep. You told yep. me you could take that little squirrely. That's a little squirrely. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It, it, That's a year it, and a half it later. Took a while. It, it was a process. It was a whole bunch of stuff. So the day after we, I do the purchase of the practice, uh, my former partner, now associate, uh, goes and has um, some heart tests done. Oh, no. And, no. and no. Uh, you know, as it turns out, he said, hey, I need to have at least triple bypass. Oh, okay. They were hoping to just do a stent, but I need to have triple bypass. Like, oh, okay. great. Right. So, you know, he ends up having that done. He's out for about eight weeks or so, seven weeks, eight weeks. Um, but, you know, he, he didn't have any symptoms. He was feeling fine. They just caught it on some sort of, a, I guess, an EKG, saw something yeah. a little bit funny. And they said, wait, why don't we just do a cath and, and maybe yeah. you need a stent. And it turned into, well, in his case, actually quad bypass. Uh, so, um, so he was out. So then I basically became the sole proprietor with no associate. Uh, and so for seven weeks or eight weeks, I was basically doing absolutely everything. Um, and, you know. You it, were humping it, it. Yeah. And we were, we be, I became, I became it because that's the way it had to be. Uh, so I became the leader. So that meant, you know, from then on, I was, I was shaping everything. I was doing everything, you know, and, um, and sure, I'm, I'm sure that, you know, the perception of me changed over the course of time. But what I did was I changed a few things, how things were done. Uh, I'd listened to the team for years, years uh, prior and so one of the concerns of the group was, you know, we do a lot of stuff and we give away a lot of stuff as tr in terms of dentistry because right. and I know my, my partner, previous partner and, and, you know, now former associate, and we'll get to that in a second, um, that he wanted to be generous with the community. Now I do too, because I think that they're great people. I'm thrilled with them and I want to be generous and help out where I can. Uh, but the team felt that maybe it was a little bit too much. So they wanted that a little bit reined in because they knew they, they didn't know the exact numbers, but they knew that a lot of stuff was kind of done at no charge. Mm -hmm. It's like, Hey, why are we doing this so much stuff at no charge? And I had to look at that and say, you know, you guys are right. There is a lot of stuff that's done at no charge. And, and maybe we need to relook at this, and kind of reconfigure and, you know, maybe recapture some of this while still being generous and still, you know, helping out people when we can, um, you know, we have to be cognizant of the numbers. You know, we don't know what's going to happen in the future. Uh, what was, you know, that, what was course, that number? What was that number? How much were you uh, either writing off or? I still don't know. And maybe, maybe at this point, I might not want to know. Um, it's because a big number. I, it, probably. Credit probably. adjustments, however you call it, right? Credit yeah. adjustments, write-offs. Yeah. I, I, I might not want to know, 
because now I can tell you, you know, from a financial standpoint, um, we've been doing well. And I'm proud of my team because I'm not just saying this isn't because of, hey, it's me. No, no. This is a group effort. I have a team that really does an extraordinary job. And I'm blessed with each and every one of them. In fact, um, Tuesday, one of the hygienists, she's been with us since 1986, either as an assistant or hygienist. She looked at me and said, you know, we have a really hardworking group of people here. I mean, there's nobody that's just sitting around doing nothing. Yeah. And, you know, when, when Joyce, my hygienist, and she is a, a lovely person, very smart, she doesn't say much. But when she speaks, I pay very close attention to what she's saying. And, um, and she's, she's very observant. And she hit the nail on the head. We have a very hardworking group of people that works well together. Thank and, you. Uh, yeah, I'm grateful. I'm very grateful for each and every one of them. And that's why on my channel, uh, I know I'll tell them, I, I say on my channel, I pay my team. I appreciate my team, um, each and every one of them for everything they do, because they truly bust their butts to get things done. Mm -hmm. Well, you established that you established the format and the leadership, and it's very simple. They're going to, you know, yeah. they're going to be a reflection on their coach. That's, that's yeah. uh, every team is a reflection of their coach. I always think they yeah, take on that good. personality. Yeah. So, so continue that. Cause you did say something that I need to know a little more about my yeah. former associate. So what happened? I would, former I was going to say, so he, so, he had triple bypass. He probably was rejuvenated because so most people had, after that, they feel great. He had quad bypass, but the thing is that he never, he said he never really had symptoms prior. He was still sure. just as active. It's not like he was sitting there, like at the end of the day, like keeling over, exhausted. Not at all. I would have not known. He wouldn't have known until he might have had an episode, which, uh, you know, would have been kind of particularly crippling um, because he was pretty close to having basically, you know, well, having us revive him or somebody revive him because, uh, yeah, I mean, his two of his arteries are apparently 100% blocked. Um, you know, I, I just, just. Fortunately, not the Widowmaker, though, right? Thank God. I, that one was close, too. <laughs> yeah. So he's lucky he's I, I am, I'm just grateful that he, he came through with flying colors uh, and was doing well afterwards and recovered <laughs> extremely well. Um, but, you know, again, you know, over the course of time, over the course of the next few months, he was doing well, rejuvenated. And he would tell everybody, including me, yeah, I've got a number of years left. Yes. You know, I, I'm, I'm still going to be here for a number of years. Um, you know, and that was my expectation. But, you know, one day he came to me uh, right at the beginning of March and said, I always told you that if I felt that I had, you know, three months or so to go, I would give you about three months of notice. And, um, and here it is. I plan to retire on June 2nd of this year. Uh, so right at the beginning of March. And I was like, you know, he gave me three months. He told me he would. He was giving me three months. And, um, and so, and that was it. And, you know, he, he went through his three months and, and then, you know, got to that end point and, you know, he, he retired on June 2nd. Well, that leaves a bad taste in my mouth. I'm sorry. Um, I, I don't know. I'm not going to say anything. Um, so, no. so he's done in June. So we're now right. in July. What are yep. your plans? You looking to bring somebody in or what do you want to do? So, 
Um, you know, I had thought about somebody originally and, and, you know, was hoping that um, somebody would come maybe two days a week. That didn't quite work out because it would have been kind of a haul uh, for him to come, you know, two days a week. So I did hire somebody one day a week, at least to help out. So what we do, we're blessed enough to have uh, a nice guy. I'm going to, I'm going to call him young because to me, he's young. Uh, you know, he graduated in 2015. So you know, to me, that's kind of young, uh, but and he's very meticulous. He wants the, to do right by the patient, do a good clinical job. And um, he's pretty laid back and easygoing and, and a friendly guy. Uh, so, you know, I'm, I'm happy with all of that. I wish you were with us for more than one day a week, but he's with another practice for three days a week. They had helped him out in a time of need. Uh, and so I'm not going to ruin that kind of a relationship where he's appreciative of what they did for him. Uh, so, you know, he stays with them for three days a week. If anything changes and he wants to come to us more, he's obviously more than welcome to do that. Uh, but again, I'm not so messing he, with the relationship that he has with that, with that. I, other I, I, you respect it. I understand it, but he's yeah. a grown man. He'll, he'll make his yeah. own decision. Are, so, are you, um, are you uh, looking for someone else for the other spot? Yeah. Yes, I am. Um, I do have ads out. Um, I have a few potential interested parties. Um, I've done a phone interview with one. Well, you can see with both. I'll bring both into the practice at different times to, to have them kind of see. Uh, I'm not sure about a working interview. And I know that that's kind of a hot button topic, um, you know, on uh, at least one certain group in Facebook and maybe even a couple of others. Uh, I've, I've seen it posted on a couple of different groups yeah. and you know, I do have my, yeah, I have my pluses and minuses about working interviews because I had to do working interviews. So uh, I, for some practices, for others, I did not. So is there a benefit to a working interview? I can potentially see one. Is there a negative to a working interview? Yeah, sure. I can see a negative to a working interview. So I'm not exactly sure where I'm going to end up on that spectrum with that. All right. Um, I'm not going to, I'm not a fan of working interviews. I mean, it, yeah, it just, to me, what, what are you telling your patient? Oh, by the way, we're going to experiment. Some, some random guy is going to come here and going to work on you and we don't yeah. know what's going to happen, but Hey, you're going to enjoy it. Right. Um, yeah, exactly. I, I suppose. I, I do see that. I suppose it's how it's set up. So what if you said, listen, we're, you know, we have a new doctor's working with us today. You're going to see Dr. So-and-so and Dr. So-and-so is going to do X, Y, Z. And then you're going to take a follow-up bite wing after we do a couple fillings, whatever, you know, I, right. I, I guess I, I'm just, I'm, I'm a little sour on it. My own personal, I could just, I just see it. I have a hard time with it, so I'm not right. a huge fan of it. But I could see trying to make it work so that the patient is not really just truly a test subject. Correct. Um, I don't want it as a test subject, but I also want to know, my, my concern is, how well is this person going to work with our team? So, I mean, interacting and talking with people to a certain degree is one thing, but actually like working with them is another. So that's where I look at it like, hmm, how is this person, he or she, going to work with my assistants? I mean, talking with them is great on a social level. It's relaxed. But, you know, this is more of a pressure situation to a certain degree. So how well does this person do? 
do they do well? Do they not do well? I don't know. Yeah, it's tough. It's it's yeah. a very hard even, even even think about it. It's a snapshot. What if everything goes great? You know, you don't understand. Yeah. To me, you don't see how how much the roots are until the wind blows, right? You you, yeah, you really crazy. don't really don't get to see the character of a person until they're put under a little bit of pressure, right? Correct. And you know, and it's 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 a romance, and it's hard. I I think it is hard. It depends a lot on. I would imagine it depends a lot on their experience coming in, um, references. However, you can, however you can work out the interview. Um, I always like to do something socially and just just get a feel for them and what they envision dentistry. Like you know, there was one person I interviewed out of school, and I knew his parents really well in town. And he yeah. came in and I remember just talking to him and, you know, and he was like, um, you know, nothing but Ralph Lauren touches my skin. And, and I, I, li- I literally stopped for a second. Like, right. That, that was my response. I was like, is this a little joke or and I was like, no, no, it's not a joke. So, and then, wow. and then we talked further and then there was some other conversation and, I kind of I just put that right yeah. in the back of my head. I was like, oh, this is different and um, probably not compatible. So right. it didn't work out yeah. because other things came up, you know, but it was one of those, well, that's a red flag, you know? Yeah, that would be uh, in our area, especially where I am. That would be really interesting. <laughs> yeah, I mean, and, 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 and I got nothing wrong. You want to live and where, I mean, I, I, that's, that's everybody's America be, be at peace, you know, be happy with it. But just how it was kind of portrayed, you know, I was put off. So I was like, eh, yeah. style. you know, we're a little more, I, I think a little more laid back, a little more, you know, people of the people kind of thing. So I would say so. So what, what, what have you learned? Let me ask you one other question before I ask you, what have you learned? Cause that's the last yeah. question I want to ask you. I want to ask you when you were 50, 50 partners, how did you split your pay? So the contract was, was structured. So the formula was, it was 35% of collections of what each of us did. Okay. And then hygiene profits were split 50, 50. Okay. Yeah. So that's simple. No, no need for other complicated stuff. Yeah. No, 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 no. It doesn't need to be, you know, it really doesn't. No. I, but I do no, think you need, you need to recognize different people contribute different portions, right? Right. So when you're partners, you have a fixed or, or, or let's call your overhead. You have $50,000 a month that you got to pay, right? And if one doc is doing $100,000 in work and the other doc is doing $50,000 in work, yeah. a disproportionate amount of their pay Correct. is going to cover the same costs. Yeah. So, you know, and also what if one person wants to take vacation one, one week a month? We don't have a word in there about vacation because go whatever you want. You get paid for doing the work and you're going to get, you know, a portion. Ours is, our formula is very simple. It's, it's 50% of the money that's left. Right. It's split according to ownership and 50% of it gets, gets split according to your percent of contribution. So if I do a hundred, you do 50, right. right? Of that half of that pie. Right. I get two thirds of it. You get one third of it because I'm doing two thirds of the yeah. contribution. So it's, th- right. there has to be something in that calculation or else somebody's getting the shit. Somebody's getting screwed. Yes. Yeah. And, and it's usually the person that's working the hardest, you know, cause 
sometimes person's like, well, I can do this now. I'm an owner. I'll just start taking off time. I'll do this. I'll do that. Well, all of a sudden your, your numbers start to decrease. You're like, well, you're right. not really contributing the same. Correct. Yeah. So that's great. So that last question, what do you all think? Right. What do I think of? Well, I got to remember what I asked. <laughs> <laughs> what are some of the things that you learned in this process that you would want to pass on to others? That's what my question was. So as far as the process is concerned, um, you know, it, it is time consuming. Uh, there are a number of steps. Uh, banks can be kind of on the picky side with their information and what they want. Uh, so just prepare yourself ahead, you know, get, get your accountant ready, get your attorney ready, you know, find out all the numbers. If you're buying into a practice, you know, get the practice evaluated, you know, get the valuation of the practice. Um, you know, again, have your team of people, accountant, attorney, everybody else ready to go. Uh, and just be prepared for, a lot of back and forth depending. Now, if you're on good terms with the person you're buying from, it makes it a lot easier. Uh, but just be prepared for some back and forth kicking it around. The one important thing that my, you know, my former partner, former associate uh, told me is don't let the attorneys get in the way of a good deal. Yep. So don't, yeah, don't let them fight over small, insignificant stuff and get mired in this stuff because Ultimately, that's just going to cost you more because of their time. Um, and then it's just going to make a mess of what could be a great deal. So make it as simple as it can be. Um, you know, make sure that you guide the attorneys. So they're all on the same page. And then that tends to make things more streamlined as far as the business deal is concerned. How much did your accountant contribute to the overall framework of the contract? Actually, quite frankly, not much. Um, I mean, they were there to just kind of look at numbers, but they didn't really get too involved. Now, I mean, I guess it depends. I mean, if you if you have a dental-specific accountant, they might get much more involved. I did not in this case, um, and neither did my my former partner. He, we just had our accountants there, but that's but it. You used different accountants and different Correct. lawyers, right? Yeah. Okay. So you did it legit. And there's no broker involved here other than you no. said Shine did the evaluation, right? Shine did the evaluation. And then this for the second half, it was a different consultancy group. Okay. Well, I, I couldn't agree more with your former partner, former associate. Um, yeah. Lawyers will get in the way and this is no knock on lawyers, but they're no. representing you. And depending on, that's why I asked you when you brought up that point that was in favor of the other person, right? the attorneys. So I, I could easily see his attorney trying to save face and then saying, Oh no, we want it to be more. We were talking about that because I'm representing my guy. I got to do what's best for him. Right. Correct. And now it's a matter of, you know, at least, you know, in Italians, it's the ego, right? It's like, wait a second. I did this. Oh, I right. did that. You know? Yeah. So, you know, that's the whole justice system. That's the whole Amanda Knox thing. I mean, for Pete's sake, but it's, <laughs> it's really what's on the surface. It's, it's, right. it's a, it's a facade. It's a game instead of Dr. Dr. Alessandro, Dr. Sonny work this out. This is what we want to see happen. You guys make this work. Yes, exactly. You know, and that, those are the best deals. And when everybody feels they gave maybe a little more than they wanted to, then everybody did. Okay. Right. You know, 
So I think that's great advice. Uh, any passing last tips, last, last thing you want to offer uh, for well, anybody of our listeners besides telling them to like and subscribe so we can get more. Yes. More uh, subscribers. Of course, Go ahead. Please do that by all means. Uh, but um, again, if you're, if you're interested in buying a practice uh, and you feel that associateships are ultimately not for you, uh, you know, start your search today. Don't keep kicking the can down the road. Uh, you know, and, and it might, you might end up being in a place that's very different than where you are right now. The best opportunities might be off the beaten path. Uh, so don't just stick to a city, um, you know, and you may, maybe not even to the same state. I mean, there are places that, you know, truly there aren't very many dentists around. And, you know, if you're adventurous enough, uh, you can go to certain, like, I can think of states like maybe North Dakota or Alaska, you know, Montana. It's an adventure, but it might be a good adventure. So, uh, yeah, see where those waters take it. I will say this from talking to a lot of people, you more than paid your fair share in your purchase and in, in just how you structured it, but you're doing fine with it. You're happy with it. It represents who you are, your former partner, former associate. I'm sure it's very content and happy with how things went. And yeah. you, you, you got to look yourself in the mirror when you shave and you got to like what you see. So, yeah. you know, Absolutely. that's, that's just who you are. So I really appreciate you. Thanks very much for sharing your time and wisdom. Hopefully, hey. Thanks, honey. Appreciate our, our listeners got a lot of it. Thank you, and uh, enjoy taking your son tomorrow to where, wherever you're going. And uh, we'll do. Thank you. We'll appreciate you. Thank you. All right. Hey, appreciate it. Thanks so much. Thanks for listening to the Fee for Service Dentist Podcast. If you would like to share your fee for service story, please fill out our contact form at ffsdentistry.com. Also, be sure to join our Fee for Service Dentistry Facebook group for help starting your dental membership plan visit dentalmembershipdirect.com and membershipmastercourse.com. Finally, for help with in-house financing, visit dentalfinancingdirect.com. And don't forget, your story is what you make of it. This is your name on the door and your reputation on the line. Thanks, everyone. We'll see you next time.